Thanks for joining us today for the Lighthouse Church Podcast. We love hearing stories about how this podcast and how our church encourages and allows us to use God's Word to reach others not just in our area, but all over the world. If you got a story about something you've heard on this podcast that has made a difference in your life, let us know by emailing us at amen at lighthouseag.com. We'd love to hear about it. Also, if you'd like to help this ministry financially, you can do so online at www.lighthouseag.com by clicking on the online giving and help us bring this message and others like it to you each week. Thanks for joining us. We encourage you to open your heart and minds today to experience a word from God. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Well, Alana and I, in our beginning of our relationship with God, we had a year to remember. And I'm going to ask Alana to help me with this. First, we had our dryer, our clothes dryer burn up. Then our washer went out. We had our TV get struck with lightning, our VCR. Our car engine blew. Anything else? I'm sure there was more, but I just can't remember offhand. But... It was so amazing. Now, you got to understand, when my car engine blew up, it was in the evening. And the next morning, I went to church, didn't tell nobody about our car engine blew up. And this guy brought me his car keys and said, here, God told me you need these. I never experienced anything like that. I said, what? He said, here. And it was a brand new Chevy Impala, fully loaded. I didn't want to give it back. But God, I mean, he just blew my mind. I forget, was I late? What was, broke my shoulder, that's why I couldn't work. If you've ever been blessed financially by God, you never know where it's going to come from. I had money in my mailbox at church every week. And they took a collection for us, and they got a phenomenal collection. It just kept blowing me away. And every time something would go out, we would laugh because we were like, what can go next? I mean, we it got us down at first, and then it was like, okay, what's next, God? But God came through in everything. I shared that for a reason. I want you to know how important it is for you to exercise your faith. I want to tell you something that's going to happen in your walk. No matter who you are, if you're serving God, it's going to happen, but you don't have to be worried about it. What leaders wish you knew, I wish everybody knew how important it is to walk in faith. Sometimes things come at you that you don't understand, and you might get depressed. You might even think, God, where are you? He's always there. I want you to understand the trick of the enemy. In Luke 18, 7 and 8, in the Amplified, it says, And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cry to him day and night, Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? The enemy, when he comes at you, he is going to try, and if you've been serving God at any length of time, you know that he tries to make your problem look bigger than the answer. But you got to understand that the devil doesn't know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, or anything like that unless you tell him. 1 Peter 5.8 says this, 
I'm going to read it from the Amplified again. Be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize and devour. The beginning of verse 9 says this, Withstand him, be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. When it says that he goes around like a lion looking for someone to devour, he is looking for an opportunity to eat you up, to immobilize you to where you're not going to serve God. He will make that thing look so big to you that it'll be bigger than God. That's how he wants to portray it. And sometimes he can get it so big that you don't even think about God. That's why God is warning us to be ready for when it comes. The thing to know about the devil, like I said, he can't read your mind or he doesn't know your heart. He can't tell what you're feeling by looking at you. What he can do is hear what you say and see what you do. You may get panicked, you may get stressed, you may get depressed, angry, or full of fear. When we feel something, we want to let somebody know. We murmur or complain. Many of us try to fix the problem on our own. One word or one action, and the enemy comes in like a flood. If he sees or hears anything that indicates a sign of weakness, all he has to do is make the situation look even larger than it really is which in turn makes us say more and look more angry and more stressed until that's all we see and that's all we say. And we seem to forget all about we have a God who loves us and has told us he will never leave us nor forsake us. Then what happens, we don't respond by faith or put our trust in God. The Lord answers our call faith when we trust him and believe he is the answer to every situation. If you remember the story of Job in chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, God knew what Satan was up to. Well, let me go to that. I wanted this mostly in the amplified version. Okay, here we go. And the Lord said to Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? I want to let you know that Satan has to go to and fro throughout all the earth looking for someone to devour. God has eyes to see everyone. He don't have to go to and fro throughout all the earth. He don't have to waste the time. But the devil has to go everywhere he can to seek somebody out that he can devour. God, on the other hand, is waiting for us to call out to him. He waits. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. For no temptation, no trial regarded as an enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance, And that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted or tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. 
But with the temptation, he will always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. And in Chronicles 16.9, this is what's awesome about the Lord. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, just his eyes, to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him, who trust him. In Second Chronicles, where it talks about the Lord, his eyes are going to and fro through all the earth. It was about this king who had gone out to war, and God had delivered him and proved himself to him that he could deliver him in war because he had just taken him through a victory with a war that was beyond imagination how big it was. But he delivered them out of that. But here comes another war, and this king, instead of him seeking God out with faith to help him, he trusted in man and hired the Syrian army to deliver him. And God was telling him that he searches for someone who is calling out to him in faith. But this guy hired somebody even after God proves him. How many know God proves himself from the first day that you got saved all the way through till you get to be with him? He's proving himself over and over and over. But yet still, sometimes, no matter how long you've been serving God, for a moment, The enemy can make that situation you're in seem so big that you don't even see God. Yet God has proved himself time and time and time again. And God waits for us to call out to him in faith. He waits. And the moment he does, God runs to you. Here's Hebrews 38 and 39. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, and holy fervor, born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. And that's not saying that God don't like you no more. God still loves you. It's just that he's not getting the pleasure of showing you that he is God. When you fold up in fear, and incidentally, I wanted to tell you, in the King James Version, the King James Version says, fear not, 366 times. That's one for every day of the year and one for a leap year. Fear not. God moves on our behalf through our faith in him. But our way is not that those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed, but we are those who believe, who cling to and trust And rely on God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by faith preserve the soul. Hebrews 11.6 says this, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I remember when I first got saved, I was with my pastor all the time. He was mentoring me and helping me to understand God better and teaching me and I used to tell him how I would be mowing the yard and the Lord would give me a message and I was just having church right in the yard mowing the grass and it happened all the time matter of fact I told these ladies that came and sang at our church one time and they didn't know how to say mow the grass they said something like mine the right (laughs) they're from down south real deep south 
And um, they were having a real fun time with that. But God would just come to my yard and just saturate me with his presence and just, I mean, you couldn't enjoy mowing a yard better. It was just an awesome time. But then there came a time where I had to go to my pastor and I said, I don't know what's going on. It was such a shock to me because I felt God every time I mowed the yard. I felt him in my home. I felt him where I went to work. I felt him. I could see him doing things through people and through me, and it was just an awesome thing. But there came a time in my walk where I couldn't see God, and I couldn't feel God, and I couldn't hear God, and I was like, Pastor, something's wrong. I think God left me. I said, I, I don't feel him. I don't hear him. I don't see him. He said, let me tell you what that is. That's where faith kicks in. When you can't see God and you can't feel God, you just know there's a situation and you wonder where God is. That's when faith kicks in. Faith kicks in when you don't see God, but you know he said he'll never leave you. And he said, faith is when you believe God's going to take care of the situation. He also said he will not let you down. He'll not forsake you. That's faith. I want to tell you, young people, you're going to experience some things that you're not going to understand, but God knows what you're going through and where you're at. Nothing that comes our way is a surprise to God. Nothing is a surprise to God. And God just waits for us to call on him. He waits for us so he can prove to us that he is our God. We are his and he is ours. The scripture says that if God be for us, who can be against us? Sometimes we put the emphasis on if God is for us, thinking, well, I'm not quite up to par. I hope God's with me. I wonder if God's with me. God, you know what I'm going through. Now, probably you've been there maybe once or twice if you've been serving God a while. Or maybe you say, God, do you know what I'm going through? Or, God, I'm waiting. But God says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, so you know he's tuned into your situation. He's tuned into it, and he is ready to act. I used to wonder how the scripture says, in all things give thanks to God. And I used to wonder, some things just don't feel so comfortable to thank God for. Some things are very hard. Some things I don't understand. So how can we give thanks in everything? But then I got this scripture and it just entered me and it just became life's truth to me. For we know that all things, can you say that? All things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So God is with us. Amen? If you don't understand, God knows how to help you to understand. If you don't feel sometimes that you're good enough for God to be with you, can I assure you that you never have been or ever will be good enough for God to be with you? But God is with you. If you're here and you're a child of God, born again of the Spirit of God, God is with you. 
and he is for you. I'm just going to give you a quick one here. First of all, I want to say this. Psalms 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read to you Mark 4. This is so good. So good. You've read it probably a hundred times, but I want to say it again. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full of water, just about sinking. And he was in the hindered part of the sheep, asleep on a pillow. Hello, Lord! May would say, if you thought your ship was going to sink, Lord! Don't you care? (laughs) Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I mean, no, Jesus showed them miracle after miracle after miracle. They went on the ship with him. They were catching no fish. He told them how to catch fish. They were in trouble so many times. They allowed themselves to get in trouble, but Jesus was right there. And I have more stories to tell you in the Bible about it, but I don't have time. What's this saying? This story here is telling you that if Jesus is in your ship, you're not going to sink. Amen? Praise the Lord. We got to try. See, every time that we get in a situation and something comes our way and the enemy tries to blow it up, make it even look bigger than us reminded of God, we got to remember that God is in control in everything, everything that comes our way. We should never complain. Lots easy to say. We should never worry. That's also easy to say. But the truth is that God knew it before Satan knew it. Satan had to walk around and find you weakened. It's just like a lion. He's got to look for a weak one. He's got to look for a wounded one. He's got to look one that's separated from its kind so he can devour it. Our weakness shouldn't even show up. If we stand on faith, if we need to live on faith... Which the scripture says, the just shall live by faith. If we learn to live by faith, Satan cannot devour us. Just like Job. God had to ask Satan if he is considered Job because Job never showed a sign of weakness. Satan had to walk right past him every time. He never showed a sign of weakness. So God had to tell Satan, have you considered my servant Job, who's perfect? His heart is perfect towards me. Satan never considered him and never tried to even mess with him because his faith was so high. His trust in God was so high that even God trusted him. So anytime you start complaining about where you're at and wondering if God's there or if God even knows, let me tell you, he knows. Nothing is a surprise to him. He knew it before you did. And he sees what's going to come out of it in the end. What's going to come out of it is him making you a bigger, stronger Christian. Amen? Would you stand with me? I don't know. Maybe you've 
fallen short. I do sometimes. Sometimes I don't take that thing that God has given me where he gave me allowance to enter into his throne room of grace and present my petitions to him. He has given me grace that reaches farther than anybody can even imagine. But yet sometimes, sometimes, if the moment is right, I allow Satan to eat me up. I'm glad that God doesn't allow him to finish the job. It would be nice if we could remember God instead of Satan. Amen? Give God glory. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for that measure of faith that you've given every man, every person. God, I thank you that you prove yourself over and over and over again, Lord. And you have never, ever left one person down, Lord. You have always came through. God, I just thank you for that. I ask, Lord, that if we've ever, ever missed calling on you, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would learn to trust you in every situation, Lord, knowing that you have our back. You have our front. You have our back. You have each side. God, we are under you, Lord. You are our God, and we are yours. Thank you, Lord. God, I just give you praise and glory and honor for this faith that you've given us, Lord, and the opportunity for us to allow you to be almighty God. Lord, I just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.